Thanks for tuning in to a brand new episode of Tire Kicker. I'm Jeff. And I'm Nate. And I'm Julian. And on today's episode, we decided to go in the Wayback Machine and talk about what some say might be a forgotten car of the past. But you know us here at Tire Kicker, we don't want any car to be forgotten. We believe that every car is rad in its own way. Don't believe us? Well, hop on in and come along for a ride with us as we tell the lengthy and most interesting tale of the Nissan Stanza. Welcome to the Rubber Lounge. Nice. Nissan Stanza. Driving with Tony Danza. <laughs> you making big plans, uh. Making big plans. <laughs> big plans are gonna make a stop at the Ranza. The That's Pizza Ranza. Nom Sand. Nom Sand. What are you, the president of Nom Sands? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, if we God. really wanted to, we could unload on a lot of trailer park boys what would you call it sayings <laughs> i don't know yeah. you know what i'm saying no, yeah I'm yeah, saying. yeah. We could. one liners there we go that's what i'm trying to think of it you is, just like it start slowly slowly incorporating trailer park boys into our you know routine into our just kind of into the mythos of right. tire kicker right it's like oh god guys you remember that one episode where where jeff said that thing about j-rock it was awesome it was so yeah. good we made trailer park boys blow up here at Tire Kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys were nothing before they were us. Nothing, we, some... we really kind of brought them out into the spotlight. And That's now right. they're stars. Now they're stars. Now everybody knows them. But uh, we are officially in the Rubber Lounge. So uh, yes. what's bow, new? Bow, 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 bow. Let's bounce some stuff off bow, of each bow, other. Bow, what's bow, going bow, on? Bow, bow, bow. So one thing that I saw, and I sent it to you guys, and I didn't look into it a lot beyond sending it to you, and it caught my eye. I was like, ooh, what's this? Is, uh, I guess, like the new subscription car service oh, yeah. from Volvo? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Totally. I was like, that's interesting. You know, I sent it to you, and I made a comment. I'm like, hey, why don't I just, should I pick up three of them for us? That's right. But it's kind of like, this is kind of dumb, but then it's like, well. No. Apparently, it, it includes it includes insurance. It includes mm-hmm. you know, obviously the payment for the car. It includes like maintenance and and it's a Volvo, dude. I think it's a it's great idea. Volvo. I think it's a great idea. I mean, it takes the lease to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Right. Where it's yeah. so incorporated. And if you think about it, just how our times are right now, everybody's got a subscription: Spotify, Netflix, you name it. Why not bring that into the car world? Because the thing is, is like. If you are like us, we like to have a regular rotation of cars and stuff like that. Leasing for us is probably the way to go. You know, we're not making an investment in a vehicle unless if it's some sort of like super awesome car. But guys like us, we don't keep them very long. But now imagine rolling all of our insurance and all of that stuff, the maintenance, the warranties, everything all into one locked in payment and just being done with it. Dude, that's awesome. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I hope everybody does this. There are so many people that, you know, would benefit from just like that clean sheet, one payment. Yeah. I, you it's know, I'm trying to cheap, like no. justify it in my head. Like, okay, how much am I spending on my car payment right now? Yeah. You know, my insurance and all this other stuff. 
I'm not quite there because it's not. Yeah, it's not cheap. Like you said, it's like right. it starts at like six fifty. So yeah, yeah. But again, zero this do is, a signing too. Right, but this is like starting right out. Like I think once there's yeah. competition for this and mm-hmm. stuff, it'll get a little bit more competitive. Sure, and when it's not like a luxury brand, luxurious right, but, brand like right, Volvo, yeah. when it's you know you got your Toyota and your whatever. Else. Yeah, when you get Chevy involved or something like that, doing something similar. Mitsubishi. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> it's like... Shut uh, up. <laughs> Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. That's coming, They're not guys. even going to make cars yeah. by the time it gets I to know. them. <laughs> We're going to be the nail in the coffin. <laughs> They're going to be like this This like Midwest like podcast came out of nowhere and just <laughs> ruined us. <laughs> It'll be like the newspaper editor from oh, Spider-Man man. just like comes in like, who the hell is this tire That's right. business? That's right. What the hell? What did we ever do to these guys? <laughs> you just you just were yourself for two decades. That's what you did to us. Yeah. Nobody to blame. <laughs> I got some news. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, and this is not related to cars whatsoever, but you mentioned on something that I found out yesterday, and did you guys hear the news about Jamie Foxx signing on to play Electro again for Spider-Man? So that was big news, and then everybody was like, why is Jamie Foxx playing Electro again for Spider-Man? He did a great job. We're not questioning that, but why is he coming back as that? When you got Tom Holland and stuff and da 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 da. And so some more information leaked out almost immediately afterwards that it's still kind of in the rumor mill, but some things were verified that they are actually looking to do a live action Spider-Verse movie, which will actually have Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, <laughs> yes! and Tom Holland all together in the same movie. Toby! Yes. Uh, dude. I got I, my eyes welled up. I was like, oh, "Are you serious?" But yeah, it was. It, there was confirmation that the three of them have signed up for this movie. Now, again, that's just the article that I read. It could be bunk. I don't know. Either way, wow. if it's true, dude. But the Jamie Fox part is legit. That is one hundred percent legit. Okay. So, okay. but it looks like it's going to happen. Cool. So I'll tell you. So I know. Here we are, tangent central. <laughs> We're talking about superheroes. So I just kind of on a on a whim here in the last week, I was kind of like, you know what? I haven't watched a lot of those Marvel movies. So here's what I'm going to do. I looked it up, how to watch it in chronological order yes. in the universe, like when it actually That's happens. That's the way to do it. Yep. So I got a list. I love a list and just like knocking stuff off. So I'm like, you know what? Here we go. And I have plowed through a lot yes. of movies. I haven't seen any of the new Spider-Mans. So... Mm. Mm. You know, I got that. I got those coming. Fun. I got all the Avengers ish yep. coming, you know? So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. My anyway. favorite part of all that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that, uh, the whole series. I did see that one, the first one. Yeah. All of those, all those movies are fantastic, but the Guardians movies are just incredible. The soundtracks are amazing. Everything is casted perfectly, everything. Yeah, we could go Man, on and so on. So I was at a conference with my wife and they had a speaker. Like I tell you, I'm like, this is one of the most. Was it a Bose? <laughs> no. Paint <laughs> <Take> your face. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
I'm sorry, I got the caffeine in me, Julian. Okay. There was a speaker. Calm down, everybody. I told you. You're knocking stuff over, Jeff. You need to calm down. (laughs) He took his pants off. (laughs) (laughs) He's got them on his head. He's raving like a mad man. Oh, that's funny. Okay, sorry. Okay, so you're at a conference. No, yeah. So it was like one of these really terrible nerd moments, right? I mean, I used to like hang out at the comic store. I remember when I was a teenager, like 12, 13, I was like made a paper mache Wolverine helmet and like gave it to the comic store guy. I was oh, embedded nice. in the culture. Nice. Dude, you were in it. I like that. I was in it. Probably didn't fit him because I made it on my head. That's right. right? But, <laughs> but it was a sentiment. Yep. Right. I'm sure it burned his place down eventually. And <laughs> So I was really embarrassed because I went to this conference with my wife in Las Vegas and I'm reading through like this billing and I just see that the director of Black Panther is going to be there. And I thought that it was going to be the director of the Black Panthers. Oh. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is, this will be really interesting. You know, how often do you get to hear from any of this? So so I go and I sit down and then like it, kind of waves over me. I just get like more and more excited. And yeah. I'm like, wait a second. The movie? <laughs> the Marvel movie? <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> so you go from, this is yeah. going to be interesting to. I'm, I'm ready for a cultural Holy experience. Oh like God. total fanboy. I used to make Wolverine helmets and hand of gold, man. That's right. <laughs> I just wanted to stand up in the room and yell at or something, right? Like, <laughs> I am your people. <laughs> Your people. Well, so how did it go? Well, it was a it was a bunch of architects, and so it was actually <laughs> I did not stand up and yell and make right. kind of <laughs> loud noises. <laughs> it was, I kept to myself and really enjoyed it. I love it. you, <laughs> right? And everything you've really ever cool. done. You, you know, they talked about like building Wakanda, basically. Oh, that's know, cool. Like, oh, okay. Architecting Wakanda, dude. And, that, that's so cool. You know, it was totally relevant. It was just one of those like nerd moments where. Like, oh, this will be really cool. And then you're like, what? Then you fanboyed. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's I had, okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, then I like creep, creeped him Everybody's all weekend. Do that. So that's awesome. Just keep. <laughs> so, what software do they use? <laughs> they use Autodesk. Yeah. Yeah. So, should we crawl back into the, the lounge? To the lounge. I don't know if yeah. We have anything else? <laughs> yeah, I know. We weren't. We weren't planning for I was for like, this car thing. subscription, and then we got into superheroes. Well, I, I actually, no. So when you were talking about the car subscription, I was actually, I read an article today about cheap cars. And so there's a Renault that you can buy in India that is like four to $6,000. Really? Proper. And like wow. delivered to your door. 0.8 liters. I don't even know if they list a horsepower rating. It weighs like 1,700 pounds. Wow. Like the closest thing in the, in the U.S. is like a Chevy Spark is what they list. Yeah. Like 14. Yeah. And so you can get like three Chevy, three to four Chevy Sparks for the cost of this thing. And so, I don't know, like when you're talking about this car subscription, I think those are like two kind of poles. Like there's the guy who just wants like cheap transportation and has no money. Then there's the other person, you know, like the Volvo subscription is enough that I probably would buy a car over subscribing to it. Sure. I would probably not buy it as nice a car right yeah one that you could own because yeah this is jeff you mentioned earlier you're talking about you know everybody's got a subscription but you know there's a flip side to that which us being in the tech technology field and you know we've seen that where it's like all these companies going to subscriptions like there's no way to own anything anymore right talking about software like adobe people used to buy their copies of adobe you know, Creative Cloud or what? It, well, they didn't have cloud 
you know, creative suite and you would own it and you could use it whenever and however, because mm-hmm. you paid for it. Yeah. And now yeah. it's a subscription and they yeah. can now some geographical locations, you can't purchase it or you can't get it. There's limitations that weren't there before. Obviously car leases have been around for a long time when people, if mm-hmm. they're in that mode, they don't care that they're not going to own one. Like you're saying, because you get a new car every, you know, 12, right. 24 months or whatever. But it's interesting how, like, all these companies are turning everything into a subscription. Like, video games is another one where, mm-hmm. you know, why buy, why spend $60 on a copy of a game when you can just subscribe to one or two services for $60 a year, maybe, you know, for the price of one or two or three games, you get access to like hundreds of games, yeah, right. but you don't own them. You don't own any of them. Yeah. See, the sad thing is with that though, is that there is a reality to those games eventually going away. And I bring this up because my son and I were actually, we went for a hike this weekend and we were talking about this and I don't, you know, I apologize for not remembering the exact name of this game, but there is this transformers game. I don't know if it was fall for Cybertron or something like that. And my boys, my older boys have all, you know, they all purchased it. It was like 70 bucks a seat or something like that. And it was on the cloud and they bought it in like 2015, I think. And played the crap out of that game for years now. And I think it was midnight. The stroke of midnight in 2020, it went offline. Ooh, they shut the servers down. They shut the servers down. You can continue to play it, but you can't play it in multiplayer mode, and you can only play it in single player mode. You can't do any customizing or anything. So it's just like this like dead thing that's just kind of there. And it's really sad. And then I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm not rubbing it in your face, son, but I can go take my NES, plug it in, blowing my cartridge and play Mario <laughs> just like I always did. Yep. And that's what sucks about like this cloud gaming, you know, that's yeah. happening. And that's a sucky thing about, you know, yeah. games now. And I mean, it's been going on for a long time, like with games, you know, even like PC games where people right. would play mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. like you got to run it off a server somewhere. And if they turn yeah. the server off, you that's can't it. play with people anymore. So yeah. I think that's really interesting to think about the way that, you know, like right now in our times, everything is sort of a subscription or temporary in a sense. There's no like digital media that's going to last a blackout. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. all these formats that we store things on, they degrade, they go away after five to 10 years. And, you know, video games are a really great example because we all have some game that we know we played forever that kind of just died because the company stopped supporting it. And so it's weird, like Facebook has all these memories and if they just like turn off the hose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a tough shit. You know, they delete like, a folder my, on my a AOL server and then, you know, yeah. it's gone. Where's my, you know, all these things that just, they're so temporary. It's right. weird that this digital world is like yeah. that. And subscribing to cars is almost like the antithesis of like dad's car. Yeah. Because yeah. your dad would probably buy a car, take immense pride in like, the maintenance and the care of it, the or maybe not. I mean, obviously everybody's different, but my ideal situation would be by it, they take care of it and like you build all these family memories and then mm-hmm. like when you sell it, it's a sad day, you know? Yeah, like it's yeah. and now it's just kind of like a freaking Keurig 
pack it. You know, you're like, oh well, I got a I got a Nissan stand to pop it in, and then you're like, oh yeah, use that one up. Crunch, crunch, crunch. That's right. Another Nissan stand. And you know, speaking of Keurigs, my wife and I have gone through like three of those. So there you go. Yep. There you go. Yeah, we went through. Just throw it away. Yeah, we went through one and. It was leaking water everywhere, and we just tossed it. And I bought a Mr. Coffee, like, the day after. And we've had that for, oh, I don't know, six years, maybe, maybe seven. And it's been perfectly fine ever since. We had that Keurig for, like, two. I will say we've been on a good run with our current Keurig, but I'm just waiting for it to die. So yeah. maybe I'll get a Mr. Coffee. There you go. That's the way it... Actually, I've been thinking about getting a French press. Ooh. Yeah, problem with coffee. I love coffee, but it like there's no way to have coffee that's not really work. I mean, obviously that's what this Keurig whole system is designed to do. But yeah. You still have to like go. Then you have to like maintain a pod system, and yeah, I have a French press, and that's like my preferred way to drink coffee. But then you have to like wash the grounds out somewhere that you're not going to clog your sink, or it's just uh, kind of a pain yeah. to. That's really not that much work. I'm sure. exaggerating to some degree, but. Like We're lazy. Come on. We want no, it I mean, easy. Yeah, I haven't even had my coffee. You want me to clean this thing out? <laughs> you know? I've also got a little Bialetti that my wife got me, like the uh, stovetop. What did you call me? Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Bialetti. Watch out. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. What'd you Italian call for a small room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds man. like you're starting a stanza. That's right. <laughs> Like a Tony Danza. Like a Tony oh. Danza. I got done I got dancing with Manza. Ted Danson and hopped in my stanza with Tony Danza. There we go. Heck yeah. There it is. That's fire. That's straight fire, Jeff. That's straight fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eric, Eric. Eric, Eric, Eric. Are you talking about Eric? I heard you say Eric, Eric. Eric, Eric. Yep. That's how I rap. <laughs> Eric, Eric. Eric, Eric. You know, we could talk a lot, and there's way more, you know, obviously to say about the impermanence and the temporary nature and the non-ownership trend that's going on. And you talked about the formats and, you know, if somebody decides to stop supporting it or they turn off the hose or the server Mm -hmm. or whatever, like I back up my photos from my phone to Google photos, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many services like that now. I mean, you can do it just with Apple's built in photos. You can do it. You know, Google is the default for Android or you can get Google photos on iOS or you can back them up to OneDrive or Dropbox or Mm -hmm. whatever. But it's like, you know, I have this fear, Julian, like you said, like if some blackout apocalyptic event where all the servers are turned off everywhere and there's no more cell phones and whatever, like all those photos are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no physical, you know, like it was back in the day, you, you have to develop your photos and you got a stack of paper photos. And now Unless I make the extra effort to go, which again isn't a lot of effort, but if I make that extra effort, you know, I have to make that extra effort to like upload the photos somewhere, like Walgreens or whatever, mm-hmm. and go print them out. And then I have my stack of photos in addition to them being backed up. But it's like, yeah. you know, there's this, this risk of losing everything. It's yeah. really interesting and, can't, you know, to think about that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think about like AOL and Netscape and these companies that were basically like, unbreakable for a long time yeah and they basically they hit a point when they just like couldn't financially do it anymore and they just couldn't quit and no shame on them you know they they run a business but if you look at google and maybe it you know gets unseated or doesn't last or you know just 
Tuesday, they realize their business model actually isn't working. And they just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. what is a post Google world? Yeah. Everyone thought like the AOL Time Warner thing, like when that mm-hmm. mega merger, whatever happened to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Stuff could change really fast. So. Well, and that's what's funny about it is if, if you think about it, like I remember back when the CD came out and I was like, whoa, state of the art, you know, we don't have to worry about, you know, tapes and stuff anymore. And, and I was like, where could they ever go from here? You know? And then they came out with the MP3 and I was like, wait, what? Like you, you, you have data that has the music, like what, you know? And then it was like, oh, you can download this whole nother world. Yeah. But you got to think like, is that the end of it though? Like, can this go any further? Because if you think about it, so like Napster and stuff came out like what, 97, 98, 99, somewhere around there. We've been riding that technology for 20 some years now. I mean, can it go any anywhere else? I mean, outside of Spotify and things of that nature where it's a streaming service. But I mean, instant in your brain. I don't know. <laughs> like what, what, they, what could they do? I bet you that's that's probably where it's going to go. You know, I know that Jeff and I and, and some other folks were having this conversation earlier today just about the way the social media is affecting, you know, affects the world. And, and then we kind of were talking about technology. And anyway, that got me off on a tangent. I was kind of reading some articles that we were talking about and there was some links and, you know, somebody, there was a writer for Gizmodo that gave up Google and all the big tech companies, like she couldn't use them. And so she, her cell phone, you know, wouldn't work anymore. So she had to buy like an old Nokia. Well, not an old one, it's new, but like a dumb phone, basically. Basic phone. So she was giving up. She didn't have Google. She didn't have Amazon. She couldn't use Microsoft. She couldn't use any of these you know services. And it made life really difficult for her. But it also, when she took that technology temptation out of her life, it was, she said it was like a nicotine patch basically Mm -hmm. and then she wasn't you know quote unquote addicted to the tech anymore even when she had it again so she didn't spend as much time on it so i was going you know kind of down the rabbit hole reading articles and stuff and one of them was talking about one of these like privacy advocate type people who is kind of trying to show that you don't have to be like roped into just ios android big tech companies there's other like open source solutions out there and anyway i'm going uh, way off on a tangent here my main thing is this person thinks that eventually people will have like phones and some type of technology implanted in their brain the long story short that's where i was going with yeah, that right <laughs> so you have, you know you mentioned that like where are we going from there it's like well i could definitely see that it's in your head you know and yeah cartoons like futurama you know make fun of that with the I, the EYE phone, you know, where they actually jam it in their eye. You know, it's not as far fetched as it and silly as it, you know, as it sounds. I was going to say, haven't they like transferred data like into DNA or coded like terabytes of data into, I don't know, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to mm-hmm. become, we'll become one with the data. That's right. Now you just have to me. think about a song and then you <laughs> just start, it'll just start playing in your brain. Anyway, we haven't even been doing drugs except Jeff. He's been doing the, you know, the Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, this is the first time I've had caffeine in a long while. So it feels amazing. My heart feels like it's pounding out of my chest. <laughs> People are like, what? How can you not have caffeine? <laughs> I'm sweating. Yeah, it's I'm like, sweating. God. Yeah, I feel like I have a third eye. I can see into the future. You know? <laughs> 
I need a new shirt. I'm getting all soaked. So speaking of getting back into cars here for a second. So I have been seeing, we've brought this up. I've been seeing that Kia Stinger GT a lot lately. Yeah, same. Guys, I, I might go get one. I'm just saying. Go do it. Do that it. thing is do freaking it. sweet. I'm I feel left anybody. out because I haven't, I haven't, I've seen like one. Ugh, you got to move to Omaha, bro. I'm telling you. It's where or it's Arkansas, at. Or Arkansas, apparently. Or Arkansas. That's yeah, right. That, yeah. I've seen a white one, a red one, a blue one. Yeah, I keep seeing like these all white the American ones. colors. Yep. Red, white, and Whew. blue. Dude, they're they freaking cool. They are cool cars, man. It reminds me of like the Stereon or something like that. Or like the uh, Conquest, you know. They used to call it Chrysler's Porsche, you know. It's like Kia's Porsche, you know. Gosh, it's just a cool car. Hmm. Again, you know, we've harped on this. Like, why can't more manufacturers step up and just throw something out there like that? You know, it kind of has that personality and just the people, you know, and it gets that yeah. reaction out of people. You're like, God, that is just such a cool well, car, man. Exactly. I want to go get one. And what's sad is, is I, and we, we've probably talked about this before, but... It's just like the American brands are just like, eh, people want the SUV. They want the crossover, you know? And then like Korea and Japan and everybody else is like, we'll take this from here then. We'll put out the cool cars, you know? We got it. It's just sad. Oh, I'm going to raise my hand. Okay. Cadillac, you're doing it. I love you. That's true. That's true. Please please keep going, Cadillac. Please don't stop. However... They did discontinue oh, yeah. the CTSV, yeah. the Joiks, but yeah. still, they're still putting out some pretty slick cars, though. Yeah, I'll give it yeah. to them. So, how many years did they make the CTSV? Oh, good question. So, you still got a probably pretty good selection. It is sad. It is sad when they discontinue, you know, yeah. a model, though. Yeah. So, Ot three to twenty nineteen. Oh, so sixteen dang. years. So it was That's a while. A huge run. It was a while. Mm. It's huge. They should have kept going, though. Right? They should have kept going. <laughs> but they didn't make a ton of them, though, each year. They only made about 1,500 to 2,000 cars a year, from what it sounds like. I'm, like, looking at the mm. website right now. Does that sound mm. right? I wonder if it has anything to do with the Corvette changing platforms. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It was always the Corvette driveline. Yeah, because they have the CTSV sedan. Yeah, it's only, I mean, they only made a few thousand per year. I didn't know that. Kind of makes sense. I mean, you don't see them driving around everywhere. I mean, the first generation production numbers are like 2,500 to 5,000. And then yeah. obviously the CTSV wagon, they only made a few hundred, you know, every year. And then the most notorious one is just a CTSV sedan. And yeah, it looks like the 09, they made just a little over 3,000. And then 2010, they made 1,700. And then the next two years, they made 2,000 apiece. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I thought they would have made a lot more than that. I didn't realize they were that rare. Wow. That explains why they're still expensive. But I will say my wife gave me full-on permission to get CTSV wagon. Yes. Now you just got to find one. The other car that you could buy, I guess, they're a handful of Jaguar shooting brakes that are pretty rare, too. They make, like, a handful of those a year. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what is this? Right? The Jaguar so, so there's the Jaguar bang, XF. Bang. The XF is, like, their big cat sedan. Yes. 
and they make a wagon version that's yeah completely unknown like you you'd have the one i didn't even know this the midwest oh dude that's actually pretty nice though (laughs) right they sticker i don't know what they sticker for but they're like 45 and up yeah the only problem 45 dollars just kidding yeah so a 2020 version is sixty five thousand. yeah so the only problem is and, and i could be wrong I just don't know Jaguar all that much, but the years of the Jaguars that I ever dealt with, they were garbage. They were just junk cars that broke down all the time. <laughs> so I don't know. I could be way off. That's a classic Brit complaint. That's right. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I worked on Land Rovers and yep. Oh, Jags Land British. Land Rovers, same thing. just broken. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, here, buy this car. It's $40,000 in three years. It'll be worth six. Cause yeah. <laughs> they're falling apart they fall apart and they get like six miles to the gallon so guys i found a really sweet website again cadillac killing it they have a legacy vehicles web page mm, on okay. their website so it talks about all mm. it's not just forgotten like they actually have the stuff on like you got the xlr on here yeah yeah which is freaking cool I mean, maybe the other manufacturers do that, but that's really neat that they have a web page dedicated to discontinued models. Yeah, the ATSV, which is obviously taking over the CTSV, which I'm okay with. It's still, it's a freaking cool car. So it's 400 and let's, oh no, that was, it says that's discontinued in 2019 as well. What the hell are they doing, guys? What are they? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, there's a handy search inventory button. So you can find a certified okay. pre-owned. I'm gonna do this. CTSV. So okay, I just don't know what what is taking place. I thought the ATSV was gonna keep going, but I guess I was wrong. What in the world is taking place? Did they get rid of the CTSV ATSV okay, line so we've because got of the Corvette CT4, situation? CT four, CT four V, CT five, CT five V. Looks okay. like. Now, so they only have four sedans. They have those four, and then everything else is trucks or SUVs. Well, big SUVs, and then. But they were. Well, I think they are actually bringing in the XLR, mm. which was the actual Corvette. The Corvettelac. Corvettelac. Yep. Yeah. So that's it, dude. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I take it back. Yeah. Come on, Cadillac. Come on, Cadillac. <laughs> what are you we're doing? We're taking back your you're man like, card. Yeah, eat your lunch. You were killing it, and now you're killing it off. Yeah, now you're killing wow. us. Yes. Oh, man. <sighs> we redact our statement. <laughs> we retract our statement. There we go. The CT4. Ugh. What are they doing? I'm sorry, guys. Like, we might have to cut all this out. <laughs> this, this is crap. This is crap. This is bullshit. <laughs> Cadillac, you sit on the throat of lies. You don't oh, like man. that CT? It looks like a looks like a three hundred. Looks like a Chrysler. It's too much. You just rent a Volvo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. This yeah. point. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think they're like trying to get people off of the sedans. You know what I mean? Because like Chevy killed all their sedans. Well, it could so, just be part yeah. of General Motors' grander vision and strategy to right. you know. Yeah, eventually so. Cadillac will have no cars. Ugh, so stupid. But I will say this. I saw a brand new Suburban today, and it was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. 
I don't know, man. What is going on? Let's go back to the uh-huh. 80s. Let's hop in a ship. Speaking of that, you know, my friend that I keep talking about, my friend Andy, drives the 300ZX. Which is a sweet car. I've seen, yes, I haven't it is. personally seen it, but you've sent me videos and pictures. That is a gorgeous car. He's done a lot of good stuff to it. And yeah. I really want to get him on the show at some point. You know, when mm-hmm. we, if we have a Z episode, we talk about that. Yeah, for sure. He made a comment on one of our, it was that Toyota Camry meme that you put up, Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, great. Radwood is, you know, Radwood is the best era or something. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? That should be like tire kickers, like mantra, like yeah. rad mm-hmm. era, rad era. That's what he said. Rad era is the best era. It is. Like, it is. Dude, I'm that telling you, the best I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. And it's not just us because we kind of grew up in that era. My kids are the same way and I don't even have to show them cars and stuff and then like convince them that it's cool. They just look and, and dive into the stuff and they see some of these really cool and they're just like, why, why don't they make cars like this anymore? I'm like, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. That's you what know? I'm saying. We are having a great discussion about that, about how you look down the road now and all you see is SUVs and crossovers and stuff. And they all look almost exactly the same. And I was like, you know, back in like the 80s and 90s, you would look out and you could pinpoint exactly what car was what you could even usually tell you what year it was just by going, hey, that's a 86 Dodge Shadow. That's a you know, 88 IROC Z that's a, you know, whatever. And it's like, you can see everything and everything had its own style and, and character and stuff. And now everything's just the same. It's just, it's like, we're turning into like the real life version of that Wally movie, you know, stamping everything. <laughs> yeah. By and large. Totally. Yep. The new by and large SUV. Yep. Just Brand new dumb. Same as houses on the hillside. That's right. The houses made a ticky tacky. That's right. We're just in that mindset now. Yeah. They just build things kind of to be used and thrown away. And mm-hmm. that's it, guys. We're starting our own car company. We're going to design retro vehicles. Yes. We need venture capitalists and people who know how to make cars <laughs> go. We have the ideas. Internet, do your thing. Everybody comment else below. who's got money and the know how, like, please subscribe, let us. comment, and donate. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and go. apply for a job. Click on the donate button. Just keep putting zeros on there. Yes, if you put at least five zeros on there, we will give you a ride in this car first when it comes out. And a t-shirt. And a t-shirt, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's Oh, man. So let's play this game. What format would you build? Would is the tire kicker rad car like a front engine rear wheel drive deals and all wheel drive turbo mm. boosty big boost? Is it well man, all of these things? I, why I think, does it have to be this why one? Why can't we make it know. in every configuration? Dude. We could make a front engine front wheel twin turbo. We could make a front engine rear wheel twin turbo all wheel drive. My knee jerk reaction to say front yeah. rear. That's yeah. mine too, probably. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, because I think if you go all-wheel drive, it gets too modern. We got to make it impractical, like the 80s. Yes. <laughs> you have to be able to make mistakes. Like That's That was right. the real fun of cars. It's like, oh, you'd screw something up. You're like, damn it. That's right. We lived. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, all-wheel drive system would be more complicated, more yeah. complex, right? Yeah. So yeah. we keep yeah. it simple. 
yeah. you know, well, encouraging the mod community that, yeah. you know, yeah. repairs and home repairs and all that stuff. So now, Nate, I, I recall a conversation that you and I had a few years ago. I think we were talking about this. I brought up about how year one, the company year one who produces sought after parts of multiple generations of cars and stuff in the, you know, pre eighties, especially like the Trans Am, I think is where they started. Mm -hmm. They started making those parts again for people for these collectible cars because they're just all dying off. And so they're like, we're not going to allow this sure. to happen. We're going to start up all this stuff and we're going to produce these parts so you guys can keep these cars on the road. And then they actually added a little bit of flair to them and stuff as well for the most part, which is cool. So the sad thing is, though, is that they just like completely forgot about all of the the radness, you know, all of the cool rad 80s cars, you know, and I'm not talking the IROC Z Camaros and Mustangs and stuff like that. I mean, those I think you can still find parts for those relatively easy. I'm talking about anything that was less than six cylinders for sure. You just can't. It's just all mm -hmm. dying away. And it's like it's such I mean, that's an a era. lot of the rad that's a lot of the rad era is, yeah. you know, yeah. the four yeah. banger yep. cars. I mean, yep. 90 to 125 horse. We're not trying to like lean on nostalgia, but probably that's what most of us started in. Yeah. You know, or exactly. You know, by exactly. and large. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Affordable. You know, it was cheap. It was reliable. It was. So we are going to do this. We are going to start a company called Year Two. And <laughs> we're going to start by making Nissan stanzas. Yes, yes, that's right. And everybody's going to like, all right, yes. they brought back. Wait, the stanza? What? <laughs> like, what the hell? What? No, we have our reasons. Year one came out with a Trans Am and they picked the stanza? <laughs> well, we could pretty much like 3D print the whole car. Okay. So give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where it's at, um, though. I mean, if you think about it, that's the thing with the 80s. It was like almost all plastic. So we could just 3D print the crap yeah, out of this stuff. Heck yeah. That's where it's at. So what is so officially, what years encompass the rad era? It's like 99. Is that the, that's the cap, right? I, I've always thought it's everything 80s and 90s. That's 80s what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just so it's straight up. 80 all to right. 99 from what I so think. So that slots yep. in really well with the stanza, actually. It is. My favorite... So my exposure to the stanza and my favorite version of it, you know, is the rad, the rad era. Yeah. It was the, whatever gen it was from 86 to 90, because they didn't make them at least in the U S I don't think after that, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the best well, era. Now, I don't know if we want to get fancy or if we just want to flop over into the stanza i think this is a good segue i say we go ahead and rev it up and let's go on in let's jump Ooh. on in let's let's leave the rubber lounge and let's like i said let's hop in with tony and let's go for a ride in the nissan stanza yeah you heard our first few stanzas now get ready for the last few stanzas with tony danza that's right All right, Nissan Stanza. Long history with this car. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a and thick history. Confusing. Like, it to is me. confusing. I'm like, yeah, holy dude. moly! When you guys brought this up, I was like, okay, I remember the name of the car. I don't really remember too much of sure. it and stuff. I don't have sure. any personal recollection of it myself. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna start digging into this thing. And I started a little bit, and I was like, oh, cool, they got this wagon. It's a tall roof wagon. That's pretty cool. And I was like. 
And I started digging and I was like, dude, this thing goes deep, man. Like it mm. had different names and you know, yeah, it's like you got you got bluebirds and sunnies and violets and, and osters. Yeah, yeah, violet. Yeah, that's the name of the the, the OG. prairie. They had a prairie or something like that. Yeah, that was the wagon, I think. Yeah, it or was the, like uh, the high top looking crazy, thing. man. Crazy. Like, what other car has this deep of a of a storyline that nobody even like nobody pays attention to it? something <laughs> something like this, and then it's like. Oh, you like uncover the curtain. It's like a big circus of stuff going off. And you know, like, holy crap. I had no idea. You know, it's like stepping into like a creek. I don't know if you guys ever like go like creek walk in or whatever back in the day. You know, it's like this looks like it's like three to six inches deep. You know, you step in, you're walking and then suddenly you're just like you just go underwater. You're like, holy, (laughs) you know, that's you know, like you're saying, it's just like, oh, stanza. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, dang, this is like 200 feet deep. Right. And honestly, like. I put the stanza on our list of cars. We we're just starting out and trying to figure out, you know, like what cars right. have we had exposure to, you know, I put it down because my dad owned one, you know, back when I was a kid. And beyond that, I really didn't know much about it. You know, start looking into it like you guys did. And I'm like, holy, holy moly, this thing is like, it's all over the place. I got to scroll for days before I get down to the generation that my dad had. Yeah. I will say though, I was telling Julian or a little earlier uh-huh. uh, when we first started out, I'm like, you know, looking at this, I'm like, I'm not feeling anything from those other generations. Like I look at them and I'm just like, eh, maybe sure. if we did episodes on all of those, they'd grow on me too. I don't know. Yeah. But. Yeah. I doubt it, Nate. I mean, so even, I mean, here's the thing. So like, even in like the, so the early eighties, it's like a little more homely than the yeah. 86 to 92. Yeah. When it gets a little facelift, but sure. What I was reading is that like, it undersold everything. Yes. So here's like the cheapest car yeah. and all the cheap cars from other manufacturers outsold it. Plus everything Nissan made outsold yeah. it. Yeah. So like back in the day, it was just kind of like this, thing they just like kept it around <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they kept it around too long like why is it still here like it won't i don't know i just don't know that it had i mean it, it it was a good car but i don't know that it had like a compelling reason sure to be purchased over any other yeah similarly it, it just seems like it was kind of like the college kids car or something like that to, yeah here let's yeah, get you on the you road know, kind of a thing yeah you're 16 we're gonna yeah whatever here or, you go I see it was popular as a taxi in Indonesia in the mid eighties. <laughs> I had a friend who had one in college. I mean, it was 10, 14 years old probably okay. by that point, you know? And I mean, it was actually a pretty reliable car. Yeah. I remember one day we were just kind of like goofing off and driving around and she ended up rear ending somebody and she was just like flipping out. And the car was like so relatively inexpensively made. Like we parked it in my buddy Rick's driveway and I got like some ropes and screwdrivers and we like literally pulled it back into shape <laughs> with, our, with our hands. It was like yes. crushing a beer can. It was straightening this car out in the front end. Yes. You know, it was it was relatively immaterial. Like if you really needed to 3D print these, you wouldn't need tons of filament, Jeff. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> That's funny. Let's do it. Our vision is still intact. Speaking of aesthetics, though, of previous years. I got to say, like the 70, like mid-70s Datsun Violet, mm. like the 140J, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of like the Datsun version of maybe like the yes. Duster, you know? I kind of like it. I mean, it's not bad for what it's worth, but 
that was like a one first base hit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like like everything else has just been like these little bunts. A bunt single. (laughs) A bunt single, that's right. This was like a Um, a solid first base hit, you know. A couple of times the pitcher hit you with the ball, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Take your base. Oh, that's funny. You know, yeah, that A-10 series at 77 to 81 i think that was probably just the shape of the era but like you see the uh-huh. those wheels and it reminds me of those honda like civics yes um, absolutely. back in the yep, day yep, yep. Like my grandpa had an old i don't know if it was a civic or an accord but they all looked the same it was brown it had those like universal steel wheels or whatever wheels. on them <laughs> from like the kind of late 70s to the cool version to that era was 86 or whatever from like late 70s to 86 era those cars just seem like all of the background vehicles and like cheers and <laughs> you know <laughs> when they're zooming in on the building you just see like a car go by it's all these shitty brown like they're the ones ugly, that blow up get normal. like ran into yeah exactly it's like you see it in like they're all the background cars of like in the movies and stuff you know it's like that's all the stanza was like every single car was just a stanza in the background just, just forget you know, waiting for a cop car to fly around the corner and run into that's it. That's right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> They're like the most no car has been in movies and TV as much as the Nissan stanza. <laughs> okay. So guys, I know we talked about this a little again when we were just kind of starting out. I floated this idea of like where have we seen this car in like TV shows or movies? And right. I'm yeah. for some yeah. reason I'm thinking like Terminator 2, I bet you that there is a Nissan stanza, rad era Nissan stanza in a shot in Terminator mm. 2. I don't know if you guys knew this, but you can actually look this up on IMCDB, Internet Movie oh, Card yeah. Database. Yes. I'm actually a huge fan of that thing. Yes, me too. And so you can actually check and see if that car was in I want to see it. Yeah. Probably Wait, a liar. Excuse me. You got a dollar on it? <laughs> I'll put a dollar on it. Let's hope it's even listed. Yeah, it is listed. No results. Wait. Okay. Oh, there we go. I'm on the page right now. There's one of eight pages of the Nissan Yeah, it looks like it's been in 180-something movies. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, it's because it's always that background car. (laughs) Like, it's never been featured. (laughs) But kudos to these people who've created this website this is the most nonsensical thing. Oh my create, god! I love that. I yeah, love somebody has the time it. and took the time. To That's what I'm saying. This thing. Could you imagine like somebody's just sitting there with a pad of paper and just like play, pause. Okay, write this down. Write this down. Write this. Play, pause. Write this down. Write this. <laughs> play, pause. Shit, I went too far. It's like a box score <laughs> in a baseball game. It's just like keeping track of right everything that happens. So I want to kind of go the other way, and I just want to know every car that was in Golden Girls. Oh, dude, see, this is what I'm telling you, man. Now I want to go watch Cheers right now. (laughs) Like the stanza makes me want to watch like old 80s shows. Oh, man, that's funny. Anyways, let's pull it back. So, Nate, you said that your dad had this car. You also told me off mic that, which I think is an interesting story. This is the car that you learned how to drive in. Is that correct? Yes. So my dad, before we got this car, we had like a... I think he had like a Toyota Corolla and it was old. It would be an eighties, like early eighties Corolla. And I don't know if we got in an accident or if we, whatever reason we got rid of it. And then he got like an 87 or 88 Nissan Stanza. It had that kind of coppery brown 
tan type paint and had the red cloth interior. I just remember when we got that car and I got into it, I was just like, it just blew my mind. It was like a spaceship. Something I liked to do when I was a kid and I still kind of like to do now is you flip through the, especially when you're on long trips before smartphones, I flipped through the owner's manual of the car and just kind of go through all the stuff. And I was really big into like airplanes and stuff back then. And so I would pretend like all the switches and stuff was airplane stuff. And so the stands, I had like a, a switch for the electronic, the antenna, the motorized antenna. So That's you could awesome. like, you know, you could push one button and it would it'd raise it all the way up or you could push one and it would take it to like half mast, I guess, or you could retract it all the way. You know, had all the lights for the switches for the lights, you know, the map lights. And then, I don't know, I was just really enamored with the car. It was the fanciest car we'd ever had, you know, up to that point. Took a lot of trips in it to see grandparents. And yeah, so I was just pretending I was in an airplane and it was fancy and it had all this, to me, it was fancy anyway. And it had all this cool stuff. It was a comfortable car. It was, I enjoyed yeah. it. We had it for quite a while. And so I got to be 15, got my learner's permit that's the car that my dad was driving. And so I, I started learning how to drive on it. And eventually I got my license and, you know, I didn't have my own car. So I got to borrow that one. Funny story is uh, I'm pretty sure that I blew the head gasket in that car nice. driving it because I quickly found out when I started driving it, that it had no power. <laughs> it was a weak sauce. <laughs> just not fast. So I was driving. I'm like, man, I got this thing is not very fast. And I'd be like flooring it going everywhere. Like, go, you you know, slow thing. And like, let's go, Tony. Let's go. Whatever. Come on. Tony Stanza. Come on. (laughs) That would be a great name for that car. By the way, a great name. Tony Stanza. But actually one of my friends in high school nicknamed it like the camel, I think is what they called it. Okay. Slow. It was Brown. And it actually was sold in a town in Nebraska called Cairo. Spelled mm. like Cairo. Okay. So it's spelled like Cairo, Egypt. And they okay. play up. They, maybe that's where the camel thing came from because there was a sticker on there. It was uh, raised used cars, but it said raised used camels. And he crossed out camels and put cars. And it had like okay. a palm tree on it. Side fact, apparently this town of Cairo, like they pronounce it like the syrup, even though it's spelled like the city in Egypt, you can't pronounce it like Cairo, but they play up the whole Egyptian thing. So sure. (laughs) Anyway, you know, I was buzzing around after I got my license and flooring it all the time. And I'm sure we weren't maintaining, probably weren't maintaining it very well. You know, my dad had had a different vehicle that he was driving. So this one maybe got neglected. And I think then we just went out to like parked it on the street. We went out to start at one time and it just wouldn't start. And it was just hosed. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think I just popped it. Just no, that's too bad. So it sat on the street for a long time, and then eventually they they found somebody to to buy it for scrap or haul it away or something. Yeah, I had great memories of the car. It just it really caught my attention when I was a kid, and I think that's that's why I like it. That's cool. So it had a really cool aesthetic appeal to it. It was really thought through as far as like the functionality of the interior and having those mechanical things like the buttons and the switches and stuff, which is really cool. But it was a gutless winner from what it sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) So looking at the specs, it looks like you probably had what they call the Supreme 1.6 
liter motor, the CA16S. So it looks like that was a water-cooled four-cylinder overhead cam engine and it only produced about 80 horsepower. For some reason, I'm thinking that it maybe had a 2.0. Like, okay. do you got the, the horsepower numbers for the 2.0? Yeah. It's uh, 114. Yeah, 114, yeah. Still not very much. Still not very much, <laughs> no. No. Not extreme. No. You know, this thing weighed, what, 2,700 pounds. Yeah. So, I mean, it was probably okay. It would go. It would just wouldn't go very fast. Yeah, but so. I mean, that was the thing. <laughs> it just eventually stopped doing that. Right. Yeah, and I, I made sure that it stopped permanently. Right. Well, it's very similar. <laughs> I won't go too deep into the story, but very similar to my first car, which was an 81 Ford Escort. That thing was total gutless wonder. And then it was an automatic. And my brother, his first car was a 78 Volkswagen Rabbit, but it was a four-speed and that thing was actually a lot of fun. It was actually pretty quick. That rabbit was, and he could smoke the tires on that thing. It was crazy, you know? And so I got my escort. I'm like, yeah, it won't do nothing, you know? (laughs) So I started doing neutral drops with that thing. For those unfamiliar with a neutral drop disclaimer, highly recommend do not do this, but you would put it in neutral, rev it up and throw it in a drive and it would spin the tires which is mm-hmm. complete hell on your transmission. <laughs> and so being 16 years old, you don't, you don't know any better. Yeah. I blew that car up in seven months. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that your car was an automatic. This stanza that my dad and I had was an automatic. Another cool thing that I liked about it, it had the overdrive button. Yes. I was really just blown away by these little toggle, these little, these yeah. little buttons. I'm like, Overdrive off, overdrive on. Yeah, and it like changes by like 500 RPM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the car probably would have been way more fun if it was a manual. Yeah. And also you say neutral drops. I'm pretty sure I did those too. Yeah, yeah revving yeah. up that puny engine and then dropping it. So I transmission was probably on its way out if it wasn't already dead. Head gasket, you know, I don't know what the final post, Verdict. what the postmortem was <laughs> on it, but I killed it. I That's will take funny. full credit and I should probably talk to my, I never actually like talked to him about it and he never like, you know, was like, did you kill that car? Like he never, like none of that. It was just yeah, like, well, like, cars well, broke. Just went down. You're like, yeah, dad, <laughs> just Nissan. So I'm going to talk to him this do? weekend. I'll be like, Hey dad, no, I no. think, I think I killed our car. <laughs> I think it might be like, if you have a really old dog and like, as a practical joke, you like go around a corner and startle it. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe it, maybe it doesn't Boop. make it, but maybe it wasn't really gonna make it anyway. Like, whoops! <laughs> so okay, That's so you're funny. trying to tell you're trying to make me feel better because it, maybe it was on its way out already. I mean, it probably you, had maybe, yeah. Maybe you put it out of fifty thousand plus miles. I don't know on yeah. a car in the eighties. That's you know to say that out loud now doesn't seem like a big number, but that's right. probably but back in the you day know. you didn't expect. You know, you were glad if no. the car hit a hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. You're like, man, hundred thousand, that's pretty great. Yeah. 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 I mean, we bought it, you know, we bought it used when he got it. So probably had quite a few miles on it anyway. Vaguely recall, did they have this in the first Gran Turismo that you could get? I'm pretty certain you they could probably, get it. It was probably T12. named like Nissan Sunshine Rainbow. 
<laughs> unicorn <laughs> pants. They got yeah. the fun, like the funkiest names. I mean, I like them, but I just have no reference for them. I'm just like, what yeah, the hell yeah. is a bluebird? Right. What's, What's a, a Pintara? What's yeah. a Sunny? <laughs> and Ultima is not like a name name either. Yeah. Right. Well, you yeah. know, it's like it's just I, mean, I, it's... I just was never exposed. Like, I mean, you know, these are models that we never saw here. Right, but like I right, see Pulsar right. and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Pulsar. You know what Pulsar is. Yeah. Sylvia. But I know what Sylvia's like, are. Like, seriously, what was going on with the naming conventions with this car, though? Because it's like basically the same car. And they just had like 42 different names for it. It was like a big fever yeah. dream, you know, like, oh, going to go start up the stanza, Violet, Primera, <laughs> Sunny. Going to go drive on the Bluebird today in the stanza. It's like, what are you talking about, Grandpa? Just call it one thing. <laughs> just call yeah. it one freaking car, man. I think it's just all like marketing, you know. I mean, I think probably at that time they're just trying to sell this car everywhere. Kind of like. Yeah. There's always that joke about the Chevy Nova. You just can't sell them in Spanish-speaking countries because it just means no go. Yeah, no go. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably like that. Like probably somebody like yeah. in the boardroom told that joke, and they were like, "Oh, yeah, well, we better not call it a stanza." Yeah, because like what you're saying, like the Italian word for stanza meant room or apartment. Like apartment, yeah, room and apartment room or something. Room by the hour. The American version of a stanza is like a poem, you know, and like four lines right. of a poem. So. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know makes any more sense for a car name, but sure. <laughs> yeah, well, then why the hell not? <laughs> I mean, one poem was called the Violet Liberta. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, so I was going to mention this. Also, apparently, they were quite successful in the motorsports realm with World Rally Championship. The Violet One Hundred and Sixty J won some races in seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, and eighty two. Wow. That's sweet. That is pretty sweet. That's red. Yeah, it is. That's red. And I like the look of that car too. Yeah. Again, it's just like a can with four headlights and a bunch of stickers. And uh, there's just probably like a guy. There's a couple different drivers, but you know, I can just imagine they're just like pedal down the entire time. That thing just. <laughs> yeah. Using all 114 <laughs> horsepower or whatever. You know, whatever the. I'm sure the rally car had some. Uh, yeah, more beef, I'm sure. But, Are you looking at the the Violet Southern Cross? Rally car. Yeah. yeah that yeah. thing's sweet. I'd go to Sonic in that on a Friday night. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the thing that I was reading today is like the tall wagon, I think is what they call mm-hmm. it or whatever. It's actually kind of making a resurgence, I guess. People are trying to find those. Wow. Because it's so odd looking yeah. that that's kind of the hipster thing now, you know, is to find uh, something oh, that's kind of weird. And Okay. Is it like the new Volvo? Yeah, maybe. I think it. I think what it is, it's so cheap, and it's so like you know, like you said, you pull in the Sonic, and people are like, "What is that?" Yeah. And so it gets yeah. people talking. So it's just like that really, really rare rock that not everybody has seen before, you know. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Well, and it's like if I had you know all the money in the world and I could buy whatever someday, I would just go looking out for one of the for an '87 stanza GXE, and I'd be like, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going to restore Hell this yeah. thing. I'm going to drive it to Sonic. That's right. People Whatever. are going to be like, what the hell is that? Because you don't <laughs> see, used to see a few of these around, like back when we had ours. But now it's like, you don't see these anymore because no, they're freaking old. And they're just dead. Crushed. <laughs> yeah. Cash for clunkers just wiped them off the face of the earth. You know, I handed it off to Nate and my friend <laughs> Kelly. 
Yeah. Just, you know, <laughs> put a bullet guys. in it. <laughs> yeah, we, I killed it. I mean, I, I could still have this. I could be grooming this car yeah. to give to my son, this rad vehicle, and now, now it's gone. Now, did they make a DET? Did I read that right? They made a DET. They put a DET Turbo I-4 oh, yeah. in one of these. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. See, that's they where it's at. They 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 I wonder if that has any relation. No, there's like the 200 SX of that era. Yeah. Do you guys know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, 200 Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it says the turboed engine is the same one they put in the European Sylvia S12. But apparently it still is only good for 8.6 seconds, 0 to 60. 133 horsepower. Yeah, but it's still... It's but still it's a turbo. Cool. It's still yeah. turbo. It's still a DT, and they look rad, dude. They're those. I don't know what yeah. Nissan's doing over there. They're. I don't care how much horsepower it has. All their DET motors look so cool. Yeah, I just pulled up a picture right now. That is so cool looking. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Julian. You said 200 SX. That. Yep. Yep. Are they friends? They are. They are friends. 89 to 94 RS13U Europe. Yep. 87, 89 Nissan Bluebird. Japanese market. So it was never available here. Of course. <laughs> of course. We didn't get any of the cool stuff. Of course. But I think that was kind of, I could be wrong, but I, that's kind of par for course with all those DET motors. They just never allowed them over here at all. Now, is that like a, just like an emissions or regulations thing? Like why they wouldn't put it over yeah. here or what? That'd be my guess. It's gotta be because, well, that's why they still have it. Like, skylines and stuff they have to be at least 25 years old before they're allowed you know just because they're deemed like so dangerous and emissions and yeah and so stupid because like really (laughs) you know you take a say a 22 year old skyline up against a hellcat and you want to talk about which which is more dangerous or whatever you know it's like come Mm on the whole rule needs to go it's dumb it's dumb it's very dumb arkansas did something even dumber and they like made it I can't remember how old the car has to be now, but I think it's something like 40 years old to be considered an antique. And I'll be honest, like the people who made that law, they have to be 140 years old (laughs) because how freaking archaic are you to like not, it's, it's not like when you got 10 years older, cars didn't get 10 years older. Yeah. They might be more reliable, but you know, we talk about 80s cars, Jeff, and, like, how hard it is to find some of these parts. And, like, that's kind of offensive in a sense that, like, that my 90 Mazda that I have, like, there's one failed part on it. That, yeah. That's the reason most of them are completely off the road. Yeah. So that's just as hard as, like, it's actually harder than, like, a 70 Nova, you know, that you can go and get a Dynacorn body for. Yeah. And all this yep. other stuff. Yep. And so I feel like the laws are really naive when it comes to, like, what really is important i understand emissions or kind of protecting competitive american sure interest but at the same time it's like what is everybody gonna go they only make like a hundred thousand of these right you know if we bought all of them how much of an impact would it have you know it's just to me it's a little bit ridiculous but it is definitely but on the other side of it though too it's it's, american yeah exactly but on the other side of it too it 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 makes it so rare today that it's literally seen a unicorn you know and yeah that's what i like about it you know like i'll see like a 
R30 or R32 or something like that. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, whoa. You know, you almost slam into a telephone pole. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did, did I just see that? That's the one cool factor of it. Yeah. But it also makes it a highly sought after car, not only in Japan and stuff, but in the United States, which I think is, you know, a big testament to the mechanical ability of that car and the aesthetics and the design, you know, and it still holds true, you know, not like yeah. an 86 Escort GT or something like that, where at the time it was like, that's kind of cool. And then it just faded away mm-hmm. into oblivion. But if they would have made something like that that was only available in a certain country that was kind of cool, would it make it that much cooler? You know, so yep, right. I don't know. That's the thing. The Skylines are cool, but I mean, especially like the R30, R32, things of that nature, they're really cool cars, but they weren't the fastest things in the world. You know, they handled pretty yeah. well and stuff like that. You know, they look really cool, but if they were available over here, would they just be another crushed car in a junkyard somewhere? Who knows? Yeah, that kind of adds to the, the mystique and the, the appeal of it. That's right. Yeah, Mystique so is rare. a perfect they're, word. If they were everywhere here, like you said, yeah, they would just be like, eh. Dead seriously, think about this for a second. Okay, so you look at like an R32 Skyline, which is a cool car, and you put that up against like, a, say, like an 88 Iroxy with T-tops, and you put those two cars side by side, and if they were both being sold the same amount of numbers in the American market, I would pick that Iroc in a, in a heartbeat. Because it's got that V8 rumble, it's got the T-tops, it's got such a cool-looking front end and a cool stance to it, and it's fun as heck to drive. And But it's like, I think that's what kind of draws me to those Skylines, those earlier-year Skylines and stuff, is that they're so hard to get your hands on them and stuff. And if you get one, it's like the golden ticket or whatever from yeah. Willy Wonka. You know, it's like, look what I got, look what I got. Buddy of mine and I talk about that a little bit. You know, there are certain cars that are like gateway cars for car culture. Yeah. They're almost like, like you said, a golden ticket. You yeah. Know, it's like a free pass to whatever car stuff is going on. Right. It'd be like if you had a brand new Supra a year ago or a brand new C8. Like, nobody's going to be sad to see you show up to Cars and Coffee. Yeah. But I do think that there's that whole, like, Gran Turismo factor for a lot of these, like, JDM cars and especially the Forbidden Fruit stuff where we kind of got to pretend experience them and they were good in the game. Yeah. Right. And so like you kind of build that rapport and then, you know, and then you go drive like your Nissan stanza, like you stole it and <laughs> right. you know, <laughs> destroy it. Yep. <laughs> oh, my case is a Subaru GL. So Julian, did you say you had a stanza story? Well, just my friend Kelly, just my friend Kelly, okay. who um, you did tell that story. She murdered it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but it was also like so easy to unmurder because it was basically like aluminum foil, and you just bend it right back into shape with your fingers. It was, right, it was kind of ridiculous. That's also when you could like completely disassemble a car with a Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. You know what's interesting though, and kind of tie in the stanza nissan and all this stuff together here so we were just talking about the skyline so it's like the r30 skyline is eight in 1984 now if you look at the r30 skyline and the stanza in 1984 they actually kind of have a lot of similarities to it it's also like so different that it's like okay you can see how they're connected you can see how they're both kind of nissan but why did they produce the stanza you know what i'm saying why didn't they just throw it all in the basket with this car, the mm-hmm, Skyline. Sure. Or, I mean, to me, it just seems like a lot of those 
and I'm not going to bash on the stands because I think it is cool. I love the interior, like what you're saying, Nate. I, I've seen a bunch of videos and stuff of how those things work and stuff. And I think a lot of those concepts that they should keep, like the manual antenna and stuff, I think that's a great idea. But ultimately, it's like, you know, why did they just kind of create these disposable vehicles, you know what I mean, that are just kind of forgettable? Man, you know what would be kind of a fun thing? Like, what if, like, on that same vein of just cars that are, like, throwaway kind of things or just forgotten we should just like go to the local wreck yard junkyard and just yeah and just i don't know we could bring a gopro and just be like wow you know look that's a great idea in that stack there's a stanza and then that's a great idea that's that's like one of my favorite on facebook there's a uh sweet facebook page on there called radwood and it's got a lot of followers and stuff to that page to that group which is fun but one of my favorite, but also not so favorite things that people do is they post what they call Sadwood, where they go around oh, and they see, mm-hmm. you know, basically dead rad era cars. Oftentimes it's in the junkyard and they're just picked apart and stuff like that. And I think yesterday somebody posted, I think it was a 92 Taurus SHO. And oh, it was like, man. oh, it was such a cool car. Those had a- Kawasaki engines in them, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. It might have been a Yamaha. My, Yamaha, there you go. Yep. Yamaha. Yamaha. Okay. Yep. Yamaha tuned. That was the era that they were really cool looking too. They're kind of longer and fatter and oh man. And it's just so sad to see. Like I, I see that and I go, how many memories were made in that car? You know? Or children or yeah. <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, how many kids were made in that car? <laughs> That would be a good idea, though, Nate, just going through with like I, you a know, GoPro. Yeah, I don't know. Just like we're all in different areas. I mean, we could just mm-hmm. kind of all each, you know, every once in a while just go and like, you know, what's in here? Like, oh, check it out. I don't know. Maybe it would make us too sad. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. I don't like this exercise. <laughs> well, the other part of that is like, so we've got a U-pullet, but they really don't have anything that's going to go probably 15 or 20 years back or more. Because that's just not what's on the road. Sure. And they're really there to like service what's yeah, why existing. Would, why or... would they keep stacks of like 80s, 90s cars that nobody has? Yeah. I think those get just eventually melted back down or whatever. Yeah. Right. Scrap. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pulling up my local one right now. Actually has a pretty good website. And act. Oh my God. Okay, guys. So I'm wrong. They have a Renault Le Car. No way. <laughs> Are you serious? Ford Granada, Renault Le Car, Mercedes T4D. They've got a 78 Mustang, a 78 El Camino, Jeep Comanche. I want to go and save all these cars right now. What yeah. are you guys doing? I know we're recording, but get in your vehicle. <laughs> and come yeah, let's, let's go get these. Here's a Volkswagen Rabbit, Jeff, 81. You Ooh. could literally buy your brother's old car. I could. What color is it? It probably needs I don't know, but it probably needs everything. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, the cool thing is we can just put it up on a shoulder and walk out. Right? <laughs> Nate, they've got an 88 Pulsar. Yes. Nice. Guys, okay, so like this is fodder for other episodes as well, you know, but I had an 89 Pulsar. I was on Radwood's Facebook page and I saw there's an 88 Pulsar XE for sale with the, what do you call it? Like I the saw hat, that. the extended the station wagon. Back yeah, yep. and I'm looking at the interior, and I'm like, it's all like the dash is all gouged and beat up, and I'm like, my dash was in better shape than that. I'm like, yeah. man, what happened to my car? 
Do you guys have any cars you've tracked down a couple of times, like stuff you sold and then like you had the VIN, so you did a Carfax and kind of like stocked no. it? <laughs> I've tried that. I looked up my old RX-7 and I yeah. don't really get, I didn't really get much on it. I looked up yeah. my charger that I had and I found a little bit more on it, but yeah. I, I had a Saab that I traded in and I stocked that car until like this past June. Not even joking. I mean, I probably traded that car in 2010, so a decade of like watching it get moved around Oklahoma and oh, Kansas wow. and like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it for sale on Facebook like a couple times, like talked to different owners and like thought about trying to get it a couple times. And wow, like every time I see it, it's just worse and worse and worse and a worse idea. And so I've finally kind of resolved myself to the fact that like that was a time now I live in a new time. Yeah. Let the memories be what the memories were. Right. Know? We've talked about this a little bit on previous episodes, but so I had the 88 Shelby CSXT, which was mm-hmm. my pinnacle car. I love, I love that car. I have so many memories of the car and like an idiot. It was starting to have some problems. And then my buddy, my roommate at the time, he really knew cars very well. He was an auto body technician and all this other stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'll buy it. And I was like, okay. So I sold it to him and he renovated it and it looked really, really nice. And I mean, he went so far as to get every single squeak and rattle out of that car, like took all the interior out. He was like hooking up chains and stuff to trees and stuff and like tightening up bolts and everything. Like from what he was saying, it was, it was insane, but this thing was tight when it was done. I was like, Holy smokes. That's amazing. Anyway. So he had it for a couple of years. And then I was like, when you get ready to sell, let me know. And he called me up and said, Hey, I got it for sale. I'm like, sweet. And he wanted it like five times or something like that. Or, you know, the price that I sold to him. I was like, what are you doing? Like, that's not, he was like, well, I did a lot of work. To him. I was like, you didn't do that much work. You're trying to freaking take advantage of the fact that it's like a rare car now. And I didn't take that advantage of you, you know, either way, it doesn't matter. But so I didn't buy it and I kind of kicked myself. And so he ended up selling it to some 16 year old girl saw her driving around in town and stuff. And I was like, oh man, I should have bought that thing. And then sure enough, six months later, she freaking totaled it smashed it front end collision or whatever and it was done that was it crushed it and gone and i was mm-hmm. like god that thing had such a legacy so many races in that car and all sorts of stuff that i did in that car and it's just like oh it's just all gone from some yeah. 16 year old girl Ugh, whatever it sucks <laughs> but no i don't really i've never thought about that i never thought about tracking other cars though it would be interesting to see some of them I was a little disappointed when I did mine. I was hoping I would get a little bit more info. It's fun. Just, just try it, man. And then you got to figure, you got to try and track down the VIN numbers. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm like a sentimental fool slash hoarder. So I've got like my old insurance cards that have my VIN numbers on mm-hmm. them. So I'm like, yep, here we go. I just have a stack of VIN numbers on my thigh. And it goes <laughs> I just basically, get them tattooed. basically down to my sock. <laughs> like in the movie Memento. <laughs> Or you just like oh, you man. tattoo it on like your girlfriend and then you just like cross it out and you tattoo the new one on or something. <laughs> well, got just my like a eat, this big line through it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> oh that my gosh. Hilarious. And it's all written in cursive. <laughs> is like, that what the hell is that? It's my VIN number. My 88 pulsar, baby. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, so just funny. like this one, uh, that's yep, that's the RX-7 there. That's it's OG. Right. 
That's right. All right. So Nissan Stanza, you know, it's, it's, a car. it's an odd duck. Has a heck of a story behind it. I mean, we really didn't go into it, you know, too much. Because, I mean, if you want to know a lot of the story, just go onto Wikipedia and look up the Nissan Stanza. Because it goes on for days and days and days. And I don't know if anybody really cares to know that much, Yeah, that's know? the thing. I'm like, it was yeah. around for so long and so much, you know, history was accumulated. But it's like, yeah. eh. Okay. It's kind of like, I hate to say this, it's going to sound really bad or whatever, but it's kind of like you find this girl or whatever at a party and you're like, oh, she's, she's kind of cool. She's kind of nice looking and stuff. And so let's step outside and let's talk for a little bit so I can get to know you a little bit better. And you go outside and she's like, yeah, well, my name's Julie. And, uh, you know, I, I've killed three people. My dad was a <laughs> murderer as well. I uh, I have this coke addiction, like you wouldn't believe and stuff. And by the way, uh, you see the sore on my leg? Is it okay? <laughs> You're just like, Julie, it was great to meet you. <laughs> just Can you give me a ride out. tomorrow? Like checking your pocket for your wallet on That's the way. Right. Yeah. You're just like, you know, you got a lot of history, Julie, and I don't think we need to know, you know, yeah, so... But uh, if there's a Julie out there with that exact same description, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> I always figure that, I mean, so like this car to me, similar analogy, like if it were an actor, you know, like who would it be? And I think it would be like Rob Schneider. Oh! Would, you know, like he's in a bunch of stuff. He's like he's got fine, a, a but you're not necessarily going to cast him yeah. in certain roles you know yeah it's like they had so many like better offerings and more iconic offerings throughout that yeah the run yeah it's like yeah how the hell did they stick around like <sighs> like you're saying like they, did, they didn't point. sell yeah. they weren't popular <laughs> that, they yeah, weren't, yeah, why? they weren't that's, that's the they weren't pretty point. they weren't they weren't <laughs> attractive just dude like, that's the biggest point to this whole them. thing <laughs> yeah like you look <laughs> that's what everybody says this car was out from the 70s to the 90s and they never sold. And it's like, why do you keep producing it? I have a feeling that this was like something that was designed by like the owner's son. And they just <laughs> like, yeah, can't let little Jimmy know that this car sucks. You know, <laughs> he's like, I made that car. They're like, yeah, I'm proud of you, boy. Oh, God, we sold 11 last year. Oh, God, we only sold 11. <laughs> You, sir, we oh, really need to cancel this. I can't, can't break Jimmy's heart. <sighs> Produce it again. Let's go. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Now, if anyone, <laughs> I don't know if anybody out there, you know, that's listening has got has some stanza stories or or some insight into into stanza. That'd be yeah. You know, yeah. let us know. Yeah, and if you're one of those cool people that are finding those tall wagons and doing cool things to them and stuff, please let us know. Send us pictures, videos, whatnot. We might even come out and feature on the show you never know make you famous we'll make you famous that's right so well i think with that guys i think we could probably put a pin on it this was a fun episode it was uh really interesting when you said that we should do the niece on stands i was like do what now but I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that we did i i learned a lot about this roulette of a car that just kept spinning around with different names and everything and yeah <laughs> It's cool in its own way. And if people are resurrecting these cars and stuff like that, that's awesome. More power to you. I think that's such, that's such a cool idea. Now, I know I said earlier that I didn't really, wasn't really vibing with any of the, you know, the old gens of the stanzas. But I mean, if I saw one of these around. In good condition, yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, it'd be like, wow, you know, you would do a double take, yeah. and or if you saw it at Sonic or you know wherever at yeah, a car yeah. show, you'd be like, holy crap, that's that's a stanza or whatever the hell it was named, right? Back then, <laughs> well, it's kind of like the Mustang too. I mean, the Mustang too, right? It was like deemed as one of the worst, you know, yeah. American-made cars for eons. You know, everybody's like, ugh, you know, like I'd rather have a Pinto than the Mustang too. You know, which is basically the same car, but now fast forward to 2020 2021 something like that you see those things in really good condition at a car show i'm like hey i'm gonna go check that oh my god that's kind of cool somebody actually took the time to renovate that you know so Mm -hmm. so okay mustang too so when i was a kid one of my dad's his friends and you know and then and and she had uh, a couple kids that were my age and we're friends so she and her husband had i'm pretty sure it was a mustang too and it was orange it was orange Mustang too, and it you know looking at pictures of it now, it's like that was an ugly, <laughs> as an abomination. But I remember when I was a kid, she would take me and the other kids, you know, wherever somewhere. I thought that car was the coolest freaking car ever. Yeah, yeah. it was bright orange, and it had like that. You think it's leather? White but it's interior. Like, it's vinyl. It's vinyl. It is black. Yeah. It was black. Okay, black. Okay. And I just posted this picture in our chat here. It had those like awful hubcap, like yes. billion spoke mm-hmm. wheels. It's derided and people think it was terrible. But like I was a kid, like that's another one that I have. There's a soft spot in my, you know, in my yeah. heart for that car because of when I experienced it when I was a kid. So I'm just like, yeah. that thing's cool. Same thing. I mean, my grandpa, I don't remember what year it was. Probably like a, I, don't, I could be way off, probably like a 76 Pino, something like that. But it was black and it had the bright red interior, all vinyl and had cracks everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) But that black exterior with that bright red interior, I thought was just the coolest thing. I was really, I loved driving around in that thing as a little kid. It was awesome. I remember my first, (laughs) first time experiencing what the e-brake did. I was like sitting in the back seat. We didn't have seatbelts on, you know, nobody wore seatbelts back then. And we're driving down the road and I was like, grandpa, what's this thing do? Because it was a, it was a manual transmission. And so I was like, okay, that stick does that. What does this stick do? Cause he doesn't even touch it yet. He goes, oh, it does this. And he reaches over, just yanks it up. Just burr. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course I'm in the back seat flopping all over the place. Like, yay, do it again, grandpa. That was great. Yeah. It's funny how those, kind of ugly little cars, you know, really got our blood pumping when we were little kids and stuff, but you know, as adults and everything, it's kind of like, what were we thinking, you know, but yeah, exactly. But you know, kind of like what I was saying in the intro of the show, I mean, it's all these cars to somebody ultimately hold some sort of memory, some sort of joy. And so we'll always find the good in these cars. Sure. I love every car that we talk about and, And that we're going to talk about and, you know, the ugly, the cool, the fast, the slow, it doesn't matter. We're car enthusiasts through and through. And so we can find the cool in any car that we come across, you know, without a doubt. And it's gotten so bad that every single time we do this, I'm like, God, I kind of want to get that. You know, (laughs) you know, we talk about it. It's the formula, man. It happens every single time. Every single time. I'm kind of like looking at one of those high roofs, like, I don't kind of like that. <laughs> I'm going to call yeah. Rob Schneider after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Making copies. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and on that note, we'll go ahead and put a pin in it. 
Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Please go to Facebook and Instagram and like, comment, and share. We thoroughly enjoy your feedback and banter on our episodes and memes that we send out. Also, if you're feeling extra generous, you can go to ko-fi.com and buy us a coffee. Just go to ko-fi.com backslash tirekickermedia and click on the donate button. Any sort of funds that are donated to us are used for the show to keep this thing going. So we greatly appreciate your financial support and what we do. And on that note, until next time, we'll see you later.